Hey everybody, this is Josh. Welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. We're going to be chatting about the movies from the week of October 6th to 12th, 2017. And it's just Lee and I here today. We're probably barely going to be talking about those movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always lead with that, so they know it's going to be like an epilogue at the right. end that will mention the movies and actually promote the theatre. But one thing I can say, just so we can stick on topic and get right into it, is that over and over again, people have been telling me how excited they are to come see Suspiria. People saying, yeah, oh. advanced tickets for Suspiria. Uh-huh. So often we've been tricked in the past to that. I always say that that's my Goonies trick, where oh, you look that's... online and there's 300 people who like it on Facebook and people saying they're bringing their friends and like eight people come. But Is 300 people like their Suspiria thing? No, that was Goonies back in the day. Oh, Go- okay. And I might be exaggerating, but a, a lot, a Did lot of people. people come see Goonies? No. <laughs> 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 Made me so sad, and that, that's my go-to. It's easy to like something, but it's hard to get out of the house. Yeah, and and that's my joke where I was like, "That's it, you guys didn't see Goonies. We're playing nothing but Helen Mirren movies from now on. No more. That's your punishment. Yeah, no more after hours." <laughs> But Suspiria, I was in Targ dropping off some leftover popcorn, and mm. the guys making the food there were excited about it, and a couple other people have asked me about it. So I hope we get a nice... It's always fun, these movies. Any movie's fun with a good crowd, but these kind of movies are fun with a good crowd who really wants to see it and is excited to see it on the big screen for the first time. They're you know? remaking it now. Right? Oh, I didn't even shooting, know that. They're shooting a remake right now. I forget who's directing. At one point it was David Gordon Green, but I can't remember who's directing it now. But yeah, they think they're shooting a remake now. I hope they amp up the ballerina side of it. The yeah. <laughs> I really like the idea of a horror film set in a, in, a, in a dance school with a bunch of ballerinas, and I think there's a real opportunity there to, you know, for more tutus. Well, what about, <laughs> I like those uh, things about movies. Black Swan was kind of a horror yeah, movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, Black Swan. Yeah. My favorite thing about that movie is, is Natalie Portman's tutu. I went to see that probably here, I guess, and somehow I had missed... Somehow I went to see it without any spoilers. So I went to see it thinking it was going to be a... Oh, a drama about yeah. ballet. And so when it really went off the rails, and I liked it, mm. I was just like, what is going on? I didn't know this was coming. Mother's not just about a mother to a child. I thought, <laughs> and it hasn't, I've heard some people joke, it has an exclamation point on it. Yes. So you think it's it's like a musical. It's like Oklahoma. It's like, it's... it's, <laughs> it's, it's. Well, there was another film called Mother that got released, a Canadian film that probably wasn't huge in the United States, but I was talking to the guy from the Bytown thinking that maybe the explanation point is there to, oh, okay. you know, to, to stand out from the mother that's just mother with no punctuation whatsoever. Or the Debbie Reynolds movie from 20 years ago. Wasn't that just called Mother? Or was that Mother-in-Law? Mommy Dearest? No, Debbie Reynolds was in like a, her big oh, comeback to the oh, silver screen. Yeah. That, I think, was just called Mother as well. Really? I think. Well, Mother's doesn't seem like a good title for a movie. No. But that explanation <laughs> yeah. means something. It should be a question mark because <laughs> no one understands that movie. I love that they've embraced it, though. And I saw, I guess it was a print ad. I saw it on the internet. But it looked like an old-timey print ad <laughs> with like four critiques on one side and yeah. four on the other and, yeah. and her in the middle. And the stuff on the left was five-star praise. And yeah. the stuff on the right was worst movie of the year. And yeah. So they've really embraced the, everyone hates it, yeah. you got to come see it for yourself. Yeah. I yeah. like him, and his movies are the kind that I... It's really fun. ...love and don't want to see again. You know, like, where yeah. I'm like, that was great, I don't think I'll watch that ever again. We'll probably get it at the Mayfair pretty soon. Maybe. I hope so, yeah. And when I think I would like to encourage everyone... Whether you hate it or love it, you're going to have fun watching it at the yeah. with a crowd. You know, yes, yes. People are, it's going to be like a little bit of a roller coaster. 
Well, a movie like that, you can't just watch at home by yourself on a sunny afternoon, you know? You like, can, but you're cheating yourself. Yes. Like yeah. every movie. Like, I was at the bar last night, and the guy, I guess I'm going to watch War of the Planet of the Apes this week, and it's available now on my, you know, uh, there's a new thing, not a torrent. Another there's illegal new, way to yeah, get Yeah, there's another movies. illegal way yeah. to watch on his tablet. Yeah. So he's going to just, like, stay in bed, leaving his head on the pillow. And people and are being tricked by it open. because What's it's like, so glossy. But I'm like, well... It's free. They're not just, you know, like you're still, no money is going back to the production company for that. You know, it's still just well, there won't be There won't be a fourth prequel to Planet of the Apes yeah, if you watched all of them on your tablet. I remember Expendables 3. That was a huge movie that was pirated. It was available right, for download yeah, two yeah. weeks before it came out. And everyone I knew had watched it. Yeah. Like, Have you seen Expendables 3? And I'm like, no, I'm waiting to see it in the theater, you know, with my son. Really excited for that, but no. And I, and let me tell you, if there's no Expendables 4, I'm going to blame all you guys who downloaded it. And yeah. so far, there's no Expendables 4. I mean, too, because there was... I don't know how close this was to reality or internet dreams, but there was going to be a female Expendables with, like, Michelle Yeoh and Sigourney Weaver yeah. and Mila Jovovich. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of horse suits. I think so, yeah. It's but, like, it's oh, like, I wanted to see that movie, though. <laughs> what was Die Another Day with Halle Berry? Yes, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to make a Jinx movie. They wanted to... Yeah. It seemed like every time there was a successful James Bond movie, they wanted to take the villain right. or one of the sub-characters and make, give them their own spin-off. And they, James Bond has never done that. No. And so it's never going to happen. Like a female Expendables film is never yeah. going to happen. I don't think Expendables are big blockbusters enough to do a female version of They should do a male version of Wonder Woman. That's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they ruined it. They, they, they screwed it up a couple they times already. They screwed that up quite a few times, yeah. And Superman deserves better. But, yeah, I don't know. I doubt very much that'll ever happen. I'm so sad about... Spin-off movies. Well, what successful spin-off movie has there ever... There's successful spin-off television. It's weird to think and... that, technically, this whole Marvel thing is all a spin-off oh. of Iron Man. In a right. weird way. Yes. In yes. a weird way. Yes. I'm trying to think, though, but... I was talking the other day, maybe you can, in your movie brain, we were talking about movies. Rogue One. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but like trilogies. Everyone likes a trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. And Everybody likes a everybody trilogy. Everybody likes a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that's, my, say- that's my pitch when I go into Hollywood meetings. They stopped saying that when Godfather 3 came out. Yeah. <laughs> but anytime in my in our lives, when a movie only hits two, that's usually because two didn't do as well, they didn't make three. Like Hannibal. So like, yeah, or there would have been a Wayne's World 3, you know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> there might very well be something. Yeah, and, and I was trying to think, is there a duology? Is that the word? Mm-hmm. That is just... And the only thing I could think of was Kill Bill, but even that's kind of a cheat because that was one long movie cut in two. Right, yes. But is there something that is one and two, beginning, middle, and end? You make me think of Hannibal. Hannibal, was, yeah. Because the Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. And, and Hannibal ends with Anthony Hopkins' character. right. right. Lecter, Lex Luthor? No, no, no. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter cuts his arm off to free St- Starling. What uh, is her name? Uh, Clarice. Clarice Starling. Clarice, yes. <laughs> and he cuts his arm and he runs down a river and it ends there. And I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen in the next episode of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Instead, we got a prequel and a remake. Right. We never right, right. got a part three and it really pisses me off. It really pissed me off that, you know, right now he's still running down the river <laughs> with, with one arm. One arm. Uh, and I don't think we'll ever see it now, considering no. how old uh, Anthony Hopkins, or how much of a whore he is. He's making so many stupid Yeah, never movies. say never. It's, yeah, considering it's the true. sequels are all coming 30, 40 years after. But nowadays. a one and a two, 
too. Hmm. I'm gonna think. I might digress on this the whole episode. And then, yeah, but I guess Godfather one and two for a while yes. were a duology. Yes. But if you look at like, say, if Jaws two had flopped, mm-hmm. the only reason there's not five Jawses is because two did well enough, three did well enough, mm-hmm. four didn't. And it's the same with like Planet of the Apes back in the day. Like Jawses. the Jawses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think with Blues Brothers. Blues yeah, Blues Brothers. <laughs> Is like, but nowadays, like, like sequels are coming so far after Ghostbusters. Yeah, in a way, Ghostbusters. Boy, yeah, the masculine Ghostbusters. But like Dan Eckward tried to do a third Ghostbusters yes. forever, and Sony was wise enough not to let him do it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting now, especially in these days of, and, and and the thing I always point at, I don't mind a sequel or a remake as long as they're good. And for me, I've liked most of the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies and that kind of thing. So as long as you're good, I don't get like I love Scott Pilgrim, which is a mm. adaptation, and so I don't mind an unoriginal film as long as it's good. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. One and two. <laughs> One and two. And I can yeah. only think of examples in the comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the comedy realm. <laughs> but same thing. If Caddyshack had made like three hundred million dollars, there would be mm-hmm. a Caddyshack three right now, or like Police Academy. However many of those there are. They just stopped when one really flopped. There are seven, please. There are seven, please. <laughs> the last one stars Christopher Lee I still and Ron Perlman. I haven't seen that one. I thought of an... Um, I had another one. Oh, darn. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> oh, Fright Night. Oh, Fright Night, yeah. One and two. Gremlins, one and two. Yeah. Gremlins, they're both good. I always thought there should be a Gremlins World War, War yes, II. yes. yes. With just yes. and the whole plot could be like almost like a bottle episode, but in like a plane, yeah. like a bomber plane. They realize there's gremlins on the plane. Like that, you remember Heavy Metal? There's that one segment yeah. on the bomber plane. Yeah, the whole movie's that, and instead of zombies, you have gremlins. Yeah. Do you remember the weird episode? There's so many that were weird, but of uh, Amazing Stories, mm-hmm. where oh, the wheels come where down, cartoon wheels. Yeah, it's it's Kevin Costner's in the bubble of the plane. Yeah, and they can't they can't land without killing him. But they have to land or everyone's going to die. Yeah. And, he, and he's a cartoonist. So and that was made just before Roger Rabbit came out. Yeah. So that's cartoon. And it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It was. And the wheels looked Roger Rabbit Yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched the whole series. Roger Rabbit a, a few years ago. I wish my wife looked Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Roger Rabbit. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast. You're in trouble. I meant Jessica Rabbit. You kind of forget because not that Spielberg's gone now, but Spielberg in the mid 80s was like just a superstar. And they used his face to sell stuff. So it's like Amazing Stories was... I saw the print ad recently on this retro Twitter page I looked at. And it's him, Amazing Stories, like Steven Spielberg. And this this guy was front and center of publicity stills of movies he didn't even direct. Like Mm -hmm. Goonies or Young Sherlock Holmes. They get a picture of him on the set. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of gone away a bit now. But it's interesting how, you know, there was Alfred Hitchcock and Spielberg. Maybe now Tarantino. Yeah, Robert Rodriguez tried that, and Eli Roth tried that. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times now, with, with your Harry Potters and your Marvel movies and your ape movies, even someone who says, I love that movie, with a gun yeah. to their head, couldn't say who directed it. When I was a kid, I loved Amazing Stories, and I stayed yeah. up every Sunday. My mom let me stay up every Sunday night to watch that on Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Right. And I would go to bed, and I couldn't sleep because I was just thinking about how great each episode was. And Amazing Stories, I think it's, it's a two season? I think it's two, yeah. The reason why it was, it was taken off the air, not because no one was watching it, because they were so expensive to make. Yeah. Each episode cost $1 million. Well, and you Now think, sitcoms oh cost God. 20 times that. Like, you look at anthologies, right? And, and the reason why sitcoms were appealing is because in Cheers you got one set that's used 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you go out of it, but 90% of the time you're there. Mm-hmm. The wardrobe's pretty much the same. 
you're not having, you know, there's no props you need. There's no, like, you don't need guns and swords. You look at Amazing Stories or Twilight Zone, they're incredible, where it's like, one week is a Western. One week is outer space. One week is World War II. And just the work to do that. I can't believe they made each of those episodes just, just for $1 million. Yeah. <laughs> but $1 million back then would have been, like, what, like, $3 million now or $4 million now. Like, What's the first episode of Mommy, Mommy Dearest? No, Mommy, Mommy Daddy. Right. Remember Mommy Daddy? Yeah. It's the guy can't get out of his mommy outfit. He's making a mommy movie. Oh, yeah. Can't get out of his outfit. His wife's having a baby. So he said he escapes from Satin. He drives across town. And everyone thinks he's a mommy and they try to kill him. A mummy. And mommy. it was really an age of anthologies because both cinematic and on TV because you had Tales from the Crypt, the movie Tales from the Dark Side, Creepshow movies. That was like 10 years later, though. I know they keep on talking about trying to do anthologies, but it's... It must be so expensive. They don't get it right. I hate... What I don't like about Creepshow 2 is that there's only three movies. Creepshow had like five or six, and that felt like a real anthology. The first one. I haven't seen it forever. Yeah, Creepshow 1 and 2. Oh, no, there is a third one now. Kind of, Once yeah. The video, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it might have been through the, through the eyes of geeky, Halloween-loving 13-year-old, but I remember really liking Tales from the Dark Side with... Um, I never... Yeah, not me. Christian Slater was in it, I yeah, think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, I think. I, I even hate Heathers because he's in it. Really? And I hated it when I first saw it. I know I'm the only guy. I know yeah, I'm I liked him when I was a kid. Yeah, I just hate how he's just trying to do Jack Nicholson in the movie. Yeah. The whole through. And still, when he's interviewing, he's not walking down the street on TMZ. That's the only time I see him anymore. Yeah. Not that I watch TMZ, but there he is sometimes on the internet still trying to be Jack Nicholson. When I was a kid, or like early teen... He was just like you know it was it was Heather's and pump up the volume and yeah. so he was really front and center yeah, in the, all those movies. yeah in, <laughs> in the teen market the cool teen yeah. market yeah no, he's just a, he's a second he's he's him and Emilio Estevez yeah <laughs> and this in the same boat of disappointment for you. remember Wisdom Emilio Estevez directed a film he directed a movie they let him direct a movie called Wisdom and it was yeah. a sort of a Bonnie and Clyde okay movie. And him and his girlfriend are criminals. They're on the run. I've only seen it once. Right. And it's very much about like I'm sort of a modern day body Clyde, maybe. But it ends when he wakes up in the bathtub and it was all a dream. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I think he might be smoking or something. And I remember thinking, God damn, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard this that, and this could be, you know, people write crazy scripts all the time. But supposedly there's a script written for a sequel to all the president's men that would be like current day senior citizen Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford as do that, newspaper either. editors. I'm like, yeah, don't do that. There, there, there's, and Burt Reynolds has a sequel to Deliverance. He's had it. What? He's had he's, he's And apparently it's excellent. He's only shown it to very few people. He showed it to Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. Okay. And apparently it's great. It's a great concept for part two to Deliverance. They'll never make it now. Yeah. More <laughs> likely to reboot it, it nowadays. Oh, I doubt they'll have our... <laughs> um, it's still, like, something. It's still a hard movie to watch. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if we could put it on here. People get mad at Anna. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it at, like, I don't know, VHS, I guess. I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen it theatrically. And the, and there's a really good idea. Godfather 3 was on Spike okay, all day yeah. yesterday. Right. And I remember at the t- when, it, when it came out, Coppola had a really good idea for part four. And part four was going to be uh, Andy Garcia running the family, and the flashbacks would be to a young Sonny Corleone. 
his his uncle in the oh no his father in the film like I don't know who would play Sonny yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. not uh, James Caan but like Godfather two yeah where you had a modern day Al Pacino running the family and flashbacks to a young Marlon Brando character played by Robert De Niro it'd be right. just like that but the young Sonny and I thought if they cast Sonny right it would, it would have been pretty great and shaved Andy Garcia's chest yeah his armpit <laughs> hair and his chest hair meet <laughs> and again like once upon a time remember what's the term is like. They'd ask a filmmaker or a film critic, like, is there anything that it's, that's a sacred cow? Like, they would never remake oh. Maltese Falcon. I, nothing would surprise me nowadays. Yeah. I know. I, you, you make me think of that. Did you ever see the remake of Casablanca starring uh, P- uh, P- Pamela Anderson? No. Barb, barbed Wire. Oh, yeah. Barbed Wire is a, Casa, it's a futuristic Casablanca remake. Yes, yes, yes. Where she plays yeah. the character of... Um, or even like Rick. it was like a, it was a, a TV movie, I believe, but they did a sequel to Gone with the Wind with Timothy Dalton, maybe or something like that. And Birds got a sequel. Birds got a sequel. Yeah, it's a funny sequel. Uh, it's an Alan Smithy movie, I believe. And Psycho got a bunch of sequels, and I liked all of them. And like, a remake. I, yeah, like a shot for shot remake. Rear Window got a remake yes. with Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I He fell that. off his horse and became famous for being in a wheelchair. It's like, let's make a Rear Window movie, yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, like, no, like if they'd announced today that, that Coppola is directing a Godfather 4, I'd be like, yep, okay. <laughs> like, it's just like, like, Starring Harrison Ford. Yeah. As Michael Corleone. So now if, you know, Harrison came back to Star Wars, that went really well. Mm-hmm. All signs point to his return to Blade Runner going very well. Mm-hmm. So I guess my hope's up very high for Indiana Jones now. Well, yeah, Indiana, <laughs> like, Jones, Indiana Jones is going to be great. They have no choice to make a good movie out of that. The way the last one went down, I think they're only making it because of the way, they, the way people right. react to the fourth one. And Spielberg's next film after the, the lousy Crystal Skull movie was Tintin, which is an excellent Indiana Jones movie. Right, right, right. If he just puts all his effort that he put into Tintin into Indiana Jones, it's going to be fantastic. And he's making it by himself. Lucas is retired, so right. he's got no one to blame but himself. This yeah. Time. Uh, I, I have no doubt. It, it has to be great. It has to be. It's like the way Star Trek Two was great. Everyone, yeah. Star Trek Two is so good. It's like it had to be because everyone hated part one. Yeah. It ruined the franchise. Then they spent all that money. It had, like the way Force Awakens is good. It had to be good. Well, they're, they're lucky that Star Trek Motion Picture made a ton of money because then they said, well, we, can, we got the audience at least. Let's try to make a good movie now. I remember I was when the movie came out. I was I was seven. Okay, and I remember going to the stores and seeing Star Trek figures besides right. Star Wars figures. Oh yeah, and no one was buying them. Yeah, I remember there was Kirk and Spock and the bald girl, and I just kept looking at these <laughs> the Kenner figures for Star Trek: The Motion Picture that was no one buying. Uh, I didn't want people to buy it either. I wanted it to die when I was I, young. You mentioned that. I don't know if you know this. It's one of those like things of memory that I'm pretty sure I'm not lying. Part of my secret origin, the first two movies I ever saw, and it was a, like a baby in a, in a chair in the back mm-hmm. of, a, of a car at a drive-in, was a double bill where it was Star Trek The Motion Picture and Star Wars. So it would have been, if the math works out on that, it's like it would have been Star Trek is like 79, I yeah, think. Yeah. So it would have been like one of the re-releases of... Where they put episode four in the credit crawl. So from birth, my mom nerded me up, and the first two movies I saw was Star Trek and Star Wars, and I was like, you know, three years old in a baby chair. I wonder if... Anna remembers me to see, taking her to see John Woo's Paycheck. <laughs> we went to Babies and Strollers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to see Paycheck. I was so excited to see the new John Woo movie. And I was happy that her first film was a John Woo movie. Yeah, But yeah. she was drooling and pissing <laughs> and shitting. <laughs> she doesn't do that so much no, anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> Watching movies. 
She's watching Bowling for Columbine in class today. Okay. She texted me because we watched Sicko together. Her right. homework project was to watch Michael Moore's Sicko. So I sat down and we watched that together. I'm like, all her friends' fathers have to download it. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, we have the DVD. Yeah. So we put it in. It's such, a, it's such a fun film. I haven't watched Sicko probably since like it came out. And I told her, oh, you got to watch Bowling for Columbine. It's so great. And she texted me today. We're watching it in class today. I told her how lucky she was. Spend a day watching that film, and don't be afraid to laugh because it's funny and shocking at the same time. I like your question, though. I liked it. Your yeah. name the two movies, the two part one and part where a series ended with part two. And I still people you know Twitter us or Facebook us, but like, but a duology that is part one and two, the end. This is how we meant to do it. French Connection. French Connection. But if French Connection two had made. Like Jaws money, yeah, they probably right. would have made part three, right? Well, they made Seven Ups. Yes, Instead, yeah. They gave Robert Shaw, Roy Scheider, his 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 own um, sequel. Yeah, because he's not in French Connection two, but he's in Seven Ups, and Regine Hackman's not in Seven Ups, right. But is in French Connection. Yeah, two. the only way you can think of with an asterisk is Kill Bill one and two, yeah. like something with a beginning, middle, and an Perfect. end. Oh, yeah, over two films. I guess there will be a Guardians of the Galaxy three for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's quickly chat about movies that we have from the week of October 6th to 12th. We mentioned Suspiria. Another horror film for Halloween month is Better Watch Out, which is funny because it's a, a Christmas horror film, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned that, oh, it'll be weird to watch a Christmas horror film in October. And then I was like, yeah, but Die Hard came out in July and Iron Man 3 came out in May. So there's, it's not unheard of for Christmas-themed movies to come out right. months in advance of Christmas. There's rumor, I'm sorry, I'm just digressing. I think Star Wars tickets go on sales <laughs> Monday night. Wow, really? Holy cow. Well, that's a rumor online because Monday Night Football, the Last Jedi trailer is supposed to be there. Oh, okay. And then after that, the advanced tickets. So yeah, Christmas does start now. Yeah. <laughs> so And uh, Better Watch Out is essentially a very highly praised on the, the festival circuit at Fantasia and places like that. Mm. And it's a kind of a, a home invasion, grown-up, home-alone kind of movie. Right. It looks, yeah, it looks fantastic. And then we have another Ottawa premiere, Bad Grandmas, with the great Pam Greer, who I was thinking, I've got to see Jackie Brown again. Yes, it's I, very good. I haven't seen Jackie Brown in a long time. I saw it at, like, the midnight premiere. I was kind of tired, you know. People so. keep telling me, no lie, people keep telling me their favorite Tarantino movie is Jackie Brown. Everyone. I mean, yeah, I have so many friends that say, that's my favorite one now. Yeah. Like, and it was a flop. I mean, it was oh, yeah. only a flop because Pulp Fiction was so big. Right. Pulp Fiction should... I think the biggest surprise here is that Pulp Fiction was big. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Jackie Brown is sensational. And, uh, yeah, so Bad Grandma's auto premiere. <laughs> then we have... I'll go through the other auto premiere, Accidental Anarchist, a political documentary. And we're going to have... Some Noam Chomsky thingy. Yeah, and the... What's his title? The, the film researcher is going to be in attendance for both the screenings of that. Then we have The Midwife in our category of movies you can come see with your mom. Suspiria mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fits in there. Suspiria, sure. <laughs> and uh, Mid- Midwife is with Catherine Deneuve. Then we have Dunkirk, the latest Christopher Nolan film. The thing that surprised me the most about this, I haven't seen it yet, I'm going to come see it here, is when I was typing up this little flyer that I'm looking at, and I saw 106 minutes. Yes. And I assumed it was a typo at first, because yeah. I thought it would be three hours long, like all those other movies. Yeah. Coming in at an hour and 46 minutes, including the credits, which means it's shorter than that. I actually do think it is shorter. I think he had a very short film on his hands. The way That's it's edited, The way it's cut, I think he pads it out, too. Right. Yeah. I think they shot without a script. Or okay. They? Like improv it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's. I just finished editing a feature film 
that's someone shot in Ottawa with no script. Right. And it was really short. I had to pad it out because yeah. I wanted to release a feature film. Yeah. And uh, I felt watching Dunkirk the same way. Not in a bad way. It just feels, but it feels like, it feels long for some reason. But it's, yeah, it's sensational on the big screen. Sometimes like that, I'm just like, leave it alone. And, and there is this assumption that a feature film has to be 90 yeah. minutes. I looked it up out of curiosity last year during the Oscars because I just <laughs> wanted to know. Not only does it have to be 90 minutes, I'm sure some distributors wouldn't like it so short, but according to the Oscars, a feature film is 60 minutes plus. That's it. Yeah. And I think that's because the good old days, like you look at um, Dumbo, Dracula, that kind of era, movies are like 65 minutes because they yeah. had a newsreel and a cartoon or whatever. But I thought about it recently because we've had some short films recently, a lot of horror films around 80 minutes. Mm. Some like Woody Allen stuff is like 85 minutes. But we screened a movie that I loved called The Fits. Mm-hmm. And it was with credits, like 70 minutes. And I had no complaints about it being that short. It was so good. And so sometimes whenever people pad out, especially an indie movie, when you see the credits kind of moving really yeah, slow. I just, I'm trying to think of the one. <laughs> I just saw one, and the end credits were nine minutes long. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were showing you stuff. It was like it was just moving so far, so slow up the... Up yeah. The, I can't remember what that was. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong I, with I've a 70-minute movie. Yeah. No, I don't either. Um, I've been to film festivals and watched films in the feature film category. Yeah. I remember the ones at Slamdance. Okay. There was a film, the feature film category was 45 minutes long. Oh, wow. And it's like, okay, if they're calling it a feature, I guess <laughs> yeah. it can be called a feature. But, uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan. What was I going to say about the, the length of that film? Or everyone, everyone's talking about how short it is. Oh, yeah, Blade Runner's two hours and 43 minutes yeah. long. Yeah. I was scared about that until I heard such good things about it. But it I don't like, know why it has to be 45 minutes longer than the original. It's so long. I got my tickets Thursday night. I'll let you know everything about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to see it, but I'm assuming, barring disaster, we're going to get it here. Yeah, I wait, I, yeah, everyone keeps asking about 35mm print from Dunkirk. They never, oh, right, uh, yeah. The Warner Brothers never had a 35mm print in Canada. Oh, okay, yeah, for yeah, For that yeah. film. Oh, they, no, no, that's, that's wrong. They, they had one, yeah, that's right, they had one in, in uh, Montreal, but by the time I, I went Saturday, it opened Friday, by the time I went on Saturday, it was all beat up. Ah. Uh. That's right. No, no, no. That wasn't thirty-five. That was seventy. They didn't. 70. They didn't have. They don't have a thirty-five millimeter print in Canada. Uh, yeah, and the seventy millimeter print I saw in Montreal was. was oh, that's heartbreaking. Gone by the. But is there a thirty? There's thirty-five millimeter for Blade Runner two. I don't know. I no? doubt okay. it very yeah, much. Yeah. I doubt it very much. I only go to the multiplex when I have to. I hate going to the multiplex, yeah. and not just because I'm maker guy. Like, yeah. but so I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get Blade Runner two probably. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it ends up being like. Oscar caliber kind of movie. It's gonna be a weird Oscar season. The uh, the winner for best picture is probably out there. It's probably not released yet, but we know we've seen a trailer for it somewhere. It's out there somewhere. Maybe it'll be Wonderstruck or Wonder Wheel. Maybe what's the new uh, Guillermo del Toro movie called? Oh god, yeah, the new The Shape of Water. Oh, that's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Toronto in a couple weeks, and uh, I was going for a different reason and was very excited to be reminded that Guillermo del Toro's Oh, you're going to that? Exhibit is, yeah. Uh, that's right. We went, I went to see Chasing the Dragon last night, the new Donnie Yen movie. Oh, cool. And the trailer for Shape of Water was the, and, and Phil elbowed me. He's oh, I really want to go see that exhibit. Yeah. yeah. It's essentially like Guillermo's basement yeah. <laughs> on display. Yeah. yeah. His he, nerd collection. He's got, his, he's got a whole house. Yeah. He, he, you know, a lot of people have a man cave if they're lucky, if they're, yeah. married, if they're married right. But he's got, he got a whole entire house, and his house is just all his nerd stuff. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, he's got props for movies. like that. Yes, not just his movies. Like, Will that be on display? I believe so, yeah. Like, I believe it's like his movie stuff plus just 
Ray Harryhausen things and Universal Monster things. Like, I think it's a pretty Whoa. crazy exhibit. Well, how long does the exhibit last? I think it's here for a couple more months, at least throughout the year, I believe. Wow. But not super long, so I'm glad I have a detasking excuse to... I'm thinking about going to Monroeville. Again. Oh, yeah. You can catch it on the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the actors from Twin Peaks seems to be here going in December. Oh, they're having another convention there? Oh, they wow. have. It seems like three or four times a year. I know, I shouldn't go. It's That's Christmas. Crazy. I shouldn't, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go. But I'd <laughs> like to go. Yeah. I want to go see, yeah, maybe I can find my way to Toronto soon. That'd be great to see that. I remember I, I, last time someone took a tour, gave him a tour of his basement. Yeah. I showed Max, and he was really thrilled by that. Yeah, maybe I can drag him. Huh, okay, let's talk about this. You, you, know, you know how like rich people have like a home in L.A. and New York? Yeah. You're going to have a home in like Ottawa and an apartment <laughs> in Monroeville. <laughs> you visit no, i got to stop going there. <laughs> I spend too much money. Ugh. The only other thing I forgot to mention is we have matinee screenings for the long weekend, for Thanksgiving weekend of Despicable Me 3, which is uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all matinee around 1, 1.45 shows. It feels like forever we've not put out a new cartoon. I know, it's been a long time. <laughs> I can't. Well, you know, we did Saturday morning cartoons. It's gonna, if it rains all this weekend, we'll do really well with it. Yes, and I, I'm coming to see it because I just like cartoons, but also Trey Parker is the voice of the villain in it. Yes, that's, which I find yeah. very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listened to a podcast where he said it was so nice just to have a job where he wasn't producer or writer, yeah. and he just came in and did yeah. his best and got to leave at five o'clock, and yeah. like because everything he's done for the past God, what twenty years, he's just been in the trenches of. Writing, producing, yeah. acting, publicity, everything. So he said yeah. this is the first thing he's done in a long time that has just been like, I got hired, I'm an actor, that's it. Mm-hmm. So interesting to see him in a family-friendly <laughs> thing. So Yeah, and then we're, we're into Halloween month. So like we said this week, better watch out in Suspiria. And then we have stuff every week up until Halloween. In fact, every week up until Halloween, including some stuff right after Halloween. Because we have Victor Crowley on oh, that's right. November first, which we're calling yeah. October thirty second. <laughs> so, so no shortage of Halloween stuff for everybody out there. Uh, we have the tickets on sale now for Nosferatu, and I think the tickets on sale for Rocky Horror as yes. well. So you can yes. get those next time you visit the theater. We open half an hour before showtime every day. If you just happen to be walking by and just want to pick up tickets, check out our social media for updates, and go visit our friends at House of Target across the street. I thought it was funny that they have the Playboy pinball machine on display. Mm. Tribute to you, Hefner, out there, over there. <laughs> Maybe we'll wrap things up because Lee said right before that he has 8 million emails. 8 to go million <laughs> emails. Yeah. Oh, and it's Thanksgiving weekend, so yeah. happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Do you say that? Sure. You wish? We, you know, <laughs> when you're opening your Thanksgiving presents around the Thanksgiving tree. <laughs> no, I'm, I, it worked out well. I'm doing. It's always tough you know, around the holidays because people booking time off to go to mom's for dinner. But I'm working matinees and then going to Mums on Monday night. So I don't know what the true meaning of Thanksgiving is in Canada. No, and I'm not going to think about it. No, I think it's, <laughs> it was probably something horrible back in the day. Yes, you know? yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. But yeah, get Just, together with your family, eat some turkey. Okay, come here first and watch. Fine. I'm only here, Mom, because Josh told me. <laughs> yes. To be here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Ciao. For centuries. Americans have gathered together to celebrate the holidays, reaffirm family ties, and wish goodwill to all men. But this Christmas, Santa's got a brand new bag. Now you gotta listen to this, man, because this concerns you, all right? Walk over the half million dollars.
Yeah. What do a stewardess, a gunrunner, a bail bondsman, an ex-con, a federal agent, and a beach bunny have in common? You gonna come in on this thing with me? You got to be prepared to go all the way. They're all chasing a half million in cash. With me, miss. Half a million dollars will always be missed. Let him get the money and then just take it. From She's trying to play your ass against me, huh? That was fun. Yeah, really at the spot. So she and your girlfriend, that what you thought? Oh, I hope you felt appropriately guilty afterwards. What's I did? Well. There's only one question. Man, I ain't getting in this trunk. You ain't gonna be in here no more than 10 minutes. Man, I ain't riding in no trunk for no minute. Who's playing who? Let's make a deal. Yeah, so what's she gonna give us? Are you gonna offer to set him up? Yeah. I'm doing something stupid. Pam Greer, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, and Robert De Niro. Is she dead? I, I, I... Yes or no, is she dead? Pretty much. Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every mother in the room, except no substitutes. Nothing gets between me and my AK.